Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home Good morning, Hamilton. This is Philip Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin. Wait a minute. Where in the heck is Rob Golfie? <laughs> out of out of the studio today. Oh, Bigger man. and better things to do than uh, come in here and sit with us. I, I was joking uh, leading up to the studio that Rob's head has been uh, has gotten so large he can't get through the door anymore. Is, yeah, this, is this a fact? Something, something like that. Um, uh, we just... He's just ordering ordering us around and, and you know, he just <laughs> of course he still wants his name on the real estate sure, show. Sure, yeah. Well, hosted by Rob Golfie, but not in studio. So <laughs> he's built it. Listen, he's probably out selling homes and uh, we can't we can't uh, knock him for that. Uh, yes, my name's Rick Zamprin in studio with Phil Golfie. He's a sales representative with Remax's Cartman Realty, the Golfie team. Robgolfie.com is the website, Rob G O L F I dot com. Call him today at 905-575-7700. Again, that's that number is 905-575-7700. If you're new to the show, we'll repeat these digits and uh, n- uh, numerals throughout the program. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram, and you can check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. You can also get involved in the show as well. If you have a question, email questions at robgolfie.com. That email address, questions at robgolfie.com. It can be really anything under the sun in terms of real estate. So whether you're looking to buy a home, sell your home, looking at a, an investment opportunity, email your questions question to questions at robgolfie.com and we will address it on a future program. Lots to talk about today, including the difference between Toronto and Vancouver. We'll talk a little bit about the foreign buyers tax, uh, the impact that the BC wildfires are having on the housing market. We'll also talk about biggest client misconceptions and we're kind of folding Vancouver into this conversation because we have a couple of award winning realtors in Vancouver who we'll talk to later on in the program. They host their own podcast out there as well, and it's ranked in the top 10 business podcasts by iTunes. So that should be pretty exciting. You, you found out about these guys online because they are so ultra successful. Yeah, you know what? I, I, um, I went on my iTunes podcast account and I wanted to get, you know, maybe get some ideas for our show. And I started surfing the net on, you know, what other, what other, you know, real estate mm-hmm. um, realtors are doing within within a radio show. And I yeah. came across these guys and I, and I, right when you start listening to their fir- first podcast, you, they have a wealth of talent. They're they're very knowledgeable of what, of what they're doing, and they share you know fun personal stories. It's, right. it's a very good show. So I, I started listening to them, and I you know became an active listener, um, getting notifications on when their new podcasts come available. And cool. I was like, you know what, I want to get in touch with these guys and have them on our show. And they do vice versa as well. I, I um, there's a bunch of times where they get a tr- you know Toronto realtors on their show. Mm-hmm. So right when I reached out to Matt, uh, he was like, yeah, for sure, that's awesome. I, I want to come on for sure, and he was super excited. So yeah, very excited. To have him on the show. And so you might be on his podcast. Hopefully, not too soon. <laughs> hopefully. We'll see what happens with their, that. Their names again, uh, Matt and Adam Scalina will join us a little later on in the program. A uh, couple of things.
things that we'll start off with. Uh, big news out of Toronto. Uh, the uh, Toronto housing market continues to tank in comparison to, to last year, which was, uh, you know, uh, unconscious, really. Uh, but the story earlier this week, the Toronto Real Estate Board says property sales tanked 40.4% last month compared with July of 2016. The drop was led by the detached home market with both in the city of Toronto and the surrounding areas, so the GTA. Uh, the board says the multiple listing service composite benchmark price was up 18% on a year-over-year basis. However, the benchmark was down 4.6% compared with June. The latest data follows moves by the Ontario government earlier this year to rein in the real estate market. We'll talk about uh, that with Adam and Matt on the show. Uh, Home prices have been on a decline since April when the Wynn government introduced more than a dozen changes, including a 15% tax on foreigners purchasing property aimed at cooling the GTA's red-hot real estate market. The board, however, says that foreign buyers represent only a small part of that real estate market, and the decline has more to do with potential home buyers waiting to see how market conditions evolve. That sounds very accurate, and, and uh, stuff that we've talked about on the show that uh, a lot of home buyers are kind of in that wait and see mode to see, okay, when's the the, the other shoe going to drop, so to speak? Most definitely, and we've talked about this before on the show. It's more of the psychology of the market. Right. It's, it's when yeah. the national news sources pick up these big headlines and throw them out there, and, and it, it makes a lot of people nervous, as it should, right? Um, when you got big names such as you know the the big banks putting putting out these figures and and these declines of you know in almost double digit percentages, mm-hmm. it's 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 crazy that it's going to make anybody nervous and and people want comfort and and comforts within your own home and and you know people are saying I don't need to make a move you know yeah. I definitely want to but it's it's too big of a risk right now and and that's what it's going to happen I think we're definitely going to rebound but it's um you know. I understand in Toronto, it's more of the condos and the townhouses. There's still situations of multiple offer situations. Right. But when you get into the the luxury market, the detached market, um, the million five plus market, mm-hmm. that's the biggest hit where, where people aren't willing to take the risk to make that financial investment. Yeah. So instead of you know jumping from a townhouse to a detached, a lot of people aren't making that move. They might you know make the, the move from a townhouse to a townhouse or a condo to a townhouse, mm-hmm. but you're not necessarily seeing that, that big move from the townhouse to the detached market just because there's not that comfort level among buyers right now. Yeah. And, and I think it's going to rebound. Um, I, I just think... You know, a lot of people are nervous right now, mm-hmm. and and with it, you know, you add in the factor of the the hikes in interest rate too. It adds just a little bit, little bit more confusion to the market. You mentioned the interest rates; they uh, recently increased um, uh, not too long ago, and the Bank of Canada is hinting that later on this year they might go up a little bit again. So that's really adding to the uncertainty, right? Right, but I think the hike of interest rate is a is a strong indication of how well our economy is sure. going. Yeah, um, you know. You you won't hike interest rates if we have a poor economy or a struggling economy. So I think it's a I think it's a good sign. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our con- uh, economy is continuing to grow. Um, you know, there's there's a lot jo- a lot of jobs. Unemployment is is relatively low, and uh, I think I think we have a strong economy. But it's just that you know when it comes to the housing market, it's it's very uncertain right yeah. now. Um, just because. You don't know what the next big step the government's going to do, and I think they have to be very careful with mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, there was an article that came out today. Um, you know, foreign. You know, the foreign buyers tax in in Vancouver is already being reviewed. Yeah. Right. So it's, you know, they're jumping right in and and, and getting their hands in and trying to control the market. But it's it's they got to be you know very careful because if you know it's 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 such a big part of our economy mm-hmm. um, in terms of 
you know, development and housing. It, it's it's so important where so many people have so many jobs within that. And, and it pushes our economy to a new level that if you start to slow it down, there's going to be a lot of people that, that are going to be affected yeah. by this. So, so the government, it's, it's, it, the government's got to be careful. It's way over my head. I'm not, I can't get into that. I know real estate, um, but it's, uh, it's definitely, you know, a scary, it, a scary topic. It's a slippery slope because as, you know, government officials know, um, those within the housing uh, portfolio within the, the the provincial government, they know that housing affects everyone. I mean, we're, we're not just talking Everybody. about a, a specific popu- a portion of the population. Everyone is affected by the decisions that they're going to be making. And not only, not only housing, but moving. When you move, you know, you're hiring movers, you're, you're doing renovations, right. you're doing, so it's not j- just necessarily the new housing developments. It's, it's everything in between. So, it's it's you know it's a scary it's a scary slope and and even you know there's forty eight thousand real estate agents in the in the Toronto real That's estate amazing. board and in comparison there's only thirteen thousand in, in Chicago so um, this represents a huge job market in terms of realtors but um, you know if if sales are down realtors are going to go mm-hmm. right forty eight thousand real estate agents in Toronto that is about half the size or half the number of people who live in Brantford yeah that's well, incredible yeah 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 so so don't be don't be you know don't look too much into this statistic um there's a lot of casual realtors or part-time realtors right um a lot of people that um there's a lot of brokerages out there that allow realtors to hold their license and you know maybe make one or two transactions per year um you know amongst family and friends or even their own personal Mm. uh real estate transaction but what's happening is the average realtor only does two transactions per year, right? Um, I believe Tim Hudak is going to come in and, and try and stop this, right? He's going to make it a lot harder for people to get their license, which is yeah. going to be good. Um, he's going to bring a lot more professionalism to the industry where when you call a real estate agent, you know that you're going to get a well-established, mm-hmm. valued real estate professional. Right now, when you call a real estate agent, there's so many. You don't know who you're getting on the right. other line. Um, so so it's important to, to make sure that you're, you know, you're going with somebody who's reputable, um, somebody who has a good track record. And, and it's just a simple web search. Mm-hmm. Um, like in any industry, is it's there's so much information on the web, whether it's, rev, you know, Google reviews or, or a personal website. You can tell right away by the eye test and, yeah. uh, and making sure that you, you get a, a, a good realtor working for you. But in comparison... This has the the amount of realtor jobs has risen more than twenty six point nine percent than the regular job market. Wow! So nearly ten times the pace of Canadian job growth. So everybody's you know waking up and saying, Listen, "I'm going to go sell a home." <laughs> I want to be yeah exactly. So well, is it is it is it just that easy to get to or or, or you know and. In comparison, I mean, if you wanted to be a doctor, I mean, you're, you're talking years and years of school. If you want to be a mechanic, I mean, obviously, uh, aside from knowing what to do with the car, you have to go through a certain certification process. For a real estate agent, is it simply too easy nowadays to yeah, be an agent? It's, it's way too easy. It's something that, you know, I experienced uh, recently. I, I, I went through the um, Ontario Real Estate Association system uh, recently, and, mm-hmm. and it, was, it was very easy. It's something that, that you can do in under a year and, and be, you know... And, and be licensed in under a year and selling real estate in wow. under a year. So, yeah. um, you know, what's happening is, and, and then there's those discount brokerages out there that, that allow for this, where their fees or their prices aren't that high. So mm-hmm. it allows somebody to stay on with the brokerage and, and not have to, you know, you know they're, they're, they're selling real estate, but yeah. they, they're not necessarily active in the industry. So if you're not active in the industry, how much do you know about the real estate market? Not right? very much. And and <laughs> I know Rob always uses the term that we're in the trenches. Like we're in the trenches every day, right? Mm-hmm. So if somebody comes to us with immediate 
um, you know, an immediate question that that's, you know, about the market or about, you know, a certain neighborhood or about, you know, we're able to offer that information right away. We're not we're not calling around or doing a Google search. We know that information because of the amount of transactions that we do in a given year. Right. So it's it's that wealth of information that we have that makes us um, so advantageous to use other, you know, in regards or in contrast to to the part-time real estate agent. Yeah. Oh, it's night and day. Two things we should mention. Number one, you mentioned, uh, you know, websites passing uh, the, the smell test or the sniff test. Uh, RobGolfie.com certainly does that for sure. Uh, another thing we should mention that the Golfie team has no part-time agents. You guys are all full-time. Yeah, we're all full-time. Um, we, you know, we do go through a rigorous, you know, recruitment process. Um, it's not like anybody can just, you know, be on our team or, or call us and, and say, hey, I want to join the Golfie team. It's, it's we have, you know, true professionals, um, students of the industry that are that are willing to to, you know, sacrifice their time mm-hmm. and, and for you in terms of the home search process or the home selling process. We've got to take a break here. A little later on in the show, we'll also have time to talk about uh, a, a new uh, survey uh, about bed bugs in the country. And we'll tell you where Hamilton ranks in relation to the other 24 cities involved in this survey. When we come back, we'll speak with Adam and Matt Scalina, a couple of award-winning realtors in Vancouver. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin in studio today with Phil Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them today, 905-575-7700. That number again, 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website, RobGolfie.com. Find them on Twitter and Instagram, at RobGolfie, and check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. We are going to tackle a number of things in our upcoming three segments here, including the difference between Toronto and Vancouver, the impact that the foreign buyer's tax has had on those two markets, uh, the impact that the BC wildfires are having on the housing market as well, and some of the biggest client misconceptions. Uh, We'll also get to a new survey regarding bedbugs in the country and where Hamilton sits on that list of 25 communities. And uh, we also have uh, the Golfy Dog Contest that we'll plug a little later on in the show. Let's bring in Adam and Matt Scalina, a couple of award-winning realtors in Vancouver who host the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. It's ranked in the top 10 business podcast by iTunes. You can find it at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Adam and Matt, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Well, maybe we'll start off with uh, what's happening in Vancouver. You guys have made uh, some headlines uh, over the last, uh, well, at least number of years. Talk about the situation now uh, in comparison to what it was even a year ago. Yeah, uh, well, the market's, um, it's funny, it's still very active. Um, it's a its a very different market from 2016 um, this year, but uh, 2016 was a, the single-family home market was really what was driving it. So East Vancouver, say, was like the hottest, you know, 10, 12, 15 offers on every house, and it was pulling up the rest of the market. So condos and townhomes were kind of following uh, and then, of course, we had the foreign buyers tax last August implemented, and the market kind of slowed down a little bit. This year, 
heated right back up in February. Um, but interestingly enough, it's been condos and townhomes that uh, have been driving the market almost entirely. Wow, wow. So in terms of the foreign buyers tax, have you, would you say you have rebounded or, or what, you know, what type of effect has that had on your market down there? Yeah, so it actually, when the tax came in last year, there was a period there where it was almost, we kind of dubbed it kind of the, the hangover phase where it was like the shock <laughs> and awe period right. yeah. where everybody, it kind of like every, you know, it came into effect and our market, you know, maybe not unlike Toronto, we, we do have a lot of speculation here. We have a lot of investors here and we also have a lot of people that have made a, a lot, the lion's share of their money in real estate. Um, and these are people that have grown up in Vancouver proper and, and surrounding areas. Um, and what a lot of people, you know, whenever there's uncertainty in the market or a big policy shift, what a lot of people do is pull back to the sidelines. And that's immediately, that's what we saw. I mean, the market shifted, things softened, uh, a lot of people pulled back and, and kind of took a wait and see approach. And then came the new year, I think uh, after a certain period of time, you know, about about five or six months, people decided, you know what, we we need we still need homes uh, i still want to make an investment i've had money sitting the market hasn't shifted dramatically even though sales volume has gone down prices haven't really shifted too much and uh you know the local market just came back on during the spring and uh, it's been busy since we're speaking with Adam and Matt Scalina, a couple of award-winning realtors in Vancouver. They host the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. You can find it on iTunes. Just search Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. Um, has the foreign buyers tax in Vancouver done its job in relation to activity from foreign buyers? Um, you know, that's a good question. So prior to the, the tax being implemented, the, there was not a lot of good data as to how many foreign buyers. I mean, it was a it was a... The media really played to uh, how many foreign buyers there were uh, in the comments of, say, a, a Vancouver Sun article or a Facebook post. I mean, people were really riled up. It was it was uh, uh, more about demonizing, I think, certain groups here. So it was, it was a lot of politics since um, we've seen kind of the stats. And my understanding is it was uh, June or July 2016, there was maybe 13, 14 percent of the transactions were people offshore. Um, in certain areas, Richmond, Burnaby, it was a little bit higher. Uh, and now it's back at four or five percent. Um, so it's definitely it's definitely had an impact, but it's it's funny, I was at an open house um, this past weekend and there's a, uh, a guy came through Australian living in Hong Kong and um, you know, he, he was talking about uh, picking up, <laughs> he has a couple properties here, he was looking at buying one or two more this summer, and uh, and the foreign buyer's tax didn't seem to, to bother him too much. You and, mentioned- and I think we should... Uh, Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think I think we should also add to that, you know, I mean, the, we, uh, in Vancouver, a lot of our, our, a huge group of investors, well, the investors come from all over, our right. foreign buyers, but... Um, you know, a, a large proponent comes from uh, from mainland China, and uh, or a large majority come from mainland China. And keeping in mind that you know the the Chinese currency is is tied to the American dollar. I mean, it it did it did um, it, it cut into the exchange rate, but you know it still makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, if you are operating out of the Pacific Rim and China specifically, yeah. 
You mentioned the, the market uh, came back or got hot again in February, mainly due to, to condos and townhomes. Is that just because they are a, a more affordable alternative uh, compared to single detached homes? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's one thing that we did notice is, is um, you know, I think I think it did definitely work to some extent uh, reducing the amount of transactions in the higher end of the product of market. So if you're looking at price bands, you know, our market uh, above about, $4 million in the detached market on the west side and even the higher price points in on, on the east side of Vancouver or in condos and in townhomes, that's where you saw the lowest sales ratios. Um, what seemed to be most active was kind of the local market, which operates up to about $2.5 million or so. Yeah, and and uh, I, it does seem this year like it's the, you know, first-time homebuyers um, are driving the market. People that are moving into... You know, it's interesting, though, uh, you know, and on the east side, and these numbers may sound crazy uh, to some of your listeners, but, you know, a, a house in East Vancouver is, uh, you know, the benchmark price is about one and a half million. Um, wow. So we see a lot of people, um, you know, just regular families trying to move out of those condos and into townhomes. And I, we've seen a lot of that, but for whatever reason, and it's kind of unclear to me, at least, um, you know, we see families buying townhomes at 1.2, uh, 1.1, a million dollars, and, uh, and and not a lot of people stretching for that that house. But it's it's definitely the local market that is uh, driving a lot of the demand right now. So we're we're uh, we're in that commuter territory just outside of Toronto. We're about 40 minutes away, you know, give or take. On a great day. Yeah, on a great <laughs> day. A lot of people are are taking the train from Hamilton. Uh, into Toronto, so we're we're kind of that commuter just outside. But a lot of our real estate economy and real estate prices reflect as to what's going on in Toronto. I usually explain it as a less exaggerated way, right? Um, where we won't get affected by you know these um, government stipulations as much as you know necessarily Toronto and Vancouver would be, right? You guys are tied so often when the national headline comes out, it's Toronto and Vancouver, and you guys are like the you know the two big brothers at the top there, but. I saw a recent article come out uh, just this week where Vancouver is, um, you know, reviewing their their measure, measures under the foreign buyers tax. Um, why do you think they're doing this? Why do you think they're going back to the review panel? And, and what can you tell us about that? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I mean, a lot of people are talking about uh, the foreign buyer tax and the affordability issue in Vancouver. And, and, and that's been the topic of conversation now ongoing for a couple of years. Um, it, it's always been there, but it, it's it's been kind of the real center focal point of uh, of the market for the last two years, I would say. Um, a lot of people, and, and I think the foreign buyer tax, a lot of people thought they got it wrong with that approach, um, the Liberal government. And we since have had a government change. We've got the NDP in now. Um, and, you know, I think they're reviewing it. I think they're, they're taking, they're considering other approaches, um, perhaps removing it, increasing uh, property transfer tax from what we've heard. And this is all clearly just speculation. Um, but, you know, there's also talks of uh, kind of focusing in on investors um, and certain price bands. And, and you know, it, it, it's just that it's, it's, there will be a measure in place uh, or several measures in place. And we've heard of assignment contracts being targeted. But they just basically want to review the data that they have now that it's been about a year or so, just over a year of having the tax, the foreign buyer tax in place, and they want to, uh, I think, revamp the policy. So we don't have any kind of definitive kind of data or, or, or uh, ex- 
exact uh, knowledge of what they plan to do, but we do know that um, it'll probably go more towards speculation. Uh, yeah, a speculation, tax. speculation tax. Uh, we had uh, on our show, we had David Eby, who's the now the Attorney General in British Columbia, but he was the former housing critic. And, and uh, from that conversation, uh, we definitely got the sense that, you know, he was he was pretty clear that the foreign buyers tax was a, a blunt uh, object or a blunt policy that uh, that clearly hadn't had the the uh, impact that uh, the liberals uh, wanted it to. Right? I mean, in condos, we've seen 15% increases on on down, in downtown and on the west side of, of Vancouver in the last four or five months. So, um, you know, anyone that was hoping that was going to cool the market, uh, it definitely definitely didn't work. Are you, sur- are you surprised that we're at the review process already, considering that the change of government happened very recently? I'm not surprised at all, actually. I think that the, the big thing is it, it seems to be what everybody's talking about. Like in Vancouver, I don't know if it's the same in Hamilton, but we talk about the Canucks, the weather, and real estate, and the Canucks aren't doing very well. So uh, we basically talk about the weather and real estate. It's on. It's a hot topic. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's talking about affordability. So it's something that I think the government wants to get in and address as well. Uh, we've also seen some marginal shifts in the sales ratios right now, and, and it is uh, a natural shift in the market because it's August. Um, so you can see that the NDP would would like to, uh, you know, probably capitalize on if there is any kind of summer cooling effect in the market that it might have to do with um, with some of their policy changes early on. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Phil Golfie, sales representative with Remax's Cartman Realty, the Golfie team. Call them today at 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Find them on Twitter and Instagram, at Rob Golfie, and check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. We're in discussion today with Adam and Matt Scalina, a couple of award-winning realtors in Vancouver. They host the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. You can find it on iTunes. Quick question about the BC wildfires. We know the interior has been ravaged by the wildfires over the last several months now. How is that impacting the housing market? You know, it's, it's, it hasn't uh, impacted uh, Vancouver very much, although the last couple of days, it's amazing. I have some friends in from out of town, and on Monday they were, you know, biked the seawall and through Stanley Park here, and, and it was a nice sunny day, and uh, you know, they were blown away by how beautiful the city uh, is. And since, it's there's literally a, a haze in the sky here. You can't see the mountains. Uh, wow. You know, the sun is like this strange red uh, ball. Um, it's, it, this is the first signs, I think, in Vancouver, though, this summer that, that the fires uh, are, are even happening. Um, and, it, and it really hasn't, uh, I think it's going to impact, you know, tourists more than more than the housing market. And, and uh, yeah, to echo Matt's sentiment, I, I mean, I think Vancouver, we're kind of, we're, we're set away from the fires, but it, you definitely, from talking to different agents um, throughout kind of the interior, it sounds like uh, it is an issue right now. It's, it's, it's what they're talking about, you know, moving forward uh, every year, uh, our, our fire's going to get worse, and, and wow. it is definitely a question. Although my understanding is that uh, a lot of the markets in the interior uh, such as Kelowna. I mean, these are markets that are really busy. As a result of affordability in Vancouver, a lot of people moving to, you know, Kelowna and to uh, kind of Lake Country, Vernon area as well, just because, uh, you know, their market still, even though it's done really well in the past couple of years, it's still quite affordable. 
Phil and I were talking earlier in the show about the number of realtors in Toronto, which currently stands at approximately 48,000. Chicago, by comparison, has 13,500. What's it like in Vancouver? So Vancouver, I would say, is pretty similar to Chicago. Um, we're, we're probably sitting around 13,000 agents. And is this just because yep. of... Is it is it harder to get your license in Vancouver, or, or what's that? What what can you attest that to? Uh, yeah, partly to do with I guess our our population, but also to do with the fact that uh, you know I think it, it, I'm actually surprised. That a question for you guys in Toronto: Can you have your real estate license and still have another job? Yeah, you have to be full time in the business. No, you, you know? do. Yeah, and that's that's our biggest problem. Is we brought that up earlier in the show. Is that there's a lot of casual realtors or, or part time realtors that aren't necessarily, you know, in the trenches. Um, you know, the if you if you bring it to an average um, transaction standpoint, the average realtor here only does about two deals per year. Which you know, after your right. brokerage fees, it would result in less than a minimum wage uh, job. So. Um, it, it's it's definitely interesting. I think you know as our market cools, a lot of those realtors, um, you know, definitely the you know some of the forty eight thousand are going to flock to different different jobs or, or definitely get out of the industry. So um, it should be very interesting, and and I'm very surprised that you uh, you know you don't have as many as as we do in 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 that nature. Well, yeah, and I, I we do definitely we have a lot of part time agents as well. Um, which, uh, you know, I, I, I agree with you. I think that's going to happen in Vancouver as well. If there's, if there's any shift in the market, the first thing we, we see is a lot of people leave the industry. Um, so, I mean, I, you know, we've kind of anticipated that. To be quite honest, the, the kind of the ongoing joke is, is uh, it, it, might be, it, it might actually benefit, benefit I think, the, the regular person in Vancouver to, if, if a lot of part-time realtors actually potentially do leave the business. Um, especially if they're not really committed to uh, to their, their practice. Adam, Matt, hang tight. We've got to take a quick break here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Hamilton Real Estate Show continues here on AM 900 CHML. Rick Zamprin in studio with Philip Golfi, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfi team. Call them today, 905-575-7700. Again, that's 905-575-7700. RobGolfi.com is the website, RobGolfi.com. Hit him up on Facebook and check him out on Twitter and Instagram at RobGolfi. If you have a question for our show, anything in regards to real estate, state you can email questions at robgolfie.com again that email address questions at robgolfie.com we're also talking with adam and matt scalina two award-winning realtors in vancouver who host the vancouver real estate podcast ranked in the top 10 business podcast by itunes you can find it all on itunes a search vancouver real estate podcast.com online as well talking about uh, a lot of things vancouver based and what's happening in bc a very active housing market market in Vancouver for sure. Um, are there big client misconceptions out there? Maybe, Phil, you can uh, add on to this in regards to what's happening in, in Hamilton and the GTA, but Adam and Matt, we'll start with the biggest client misconceptions out where you are. 
You know, I, I think one of the biggest uh, client misconceptions is um, is following actually what what the media is saying about the market. So, um, <laughs> it, one of the, one of the things, one of the reasons we started our podcast is is we found that um, you know a lot of the major media outlets would would be a little bit either behind the market or they would just be trying to capture a, an appealing headline that maybe was very misleading. So, I mean, we were it, it was really an attempt to kind of create our own our own media. Um, and kind of talk about what's going on at the ground level. Um, so I, I would say one of the biggest misconceptions is, is just following what you read in, in the Globe and Mail or in the Vancouver Sun or the province and, and taking it at face value. Yeah, and, and the other thing I, I'm just thinking out loud, we just had uh, a guest on our show from uh, uh, Urban Analytics, Michael Pereira, and he works very closely with a lot of developers and um and we also uh, talked to a lot of developers and other realtors on our show. And and uh, realtors and developers have had a pretty rough go <laughs> in the public uh, perception here. And uh, that's another thing we're trying to do is is you know um, we just, realtors are not the devil. <laughs> you know we have we all have uh, the best interest of everybody yes. at, at heart. And uh, it's crazy how you know this time last year. We were worried about getting strung up in the street. I mean, people were very, very angry. Yeah. So uh, that's another uh, another misconception for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys ha- happened to see that marketplace show that CBC released. Um, they released a, a marketplace where they went undercover and and actually started showing up to open houses and talking to realtors in regards to multiple representation. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think that if you do use the realtor. Uh, that that's listing the property that you're you have a better chance to get a get a deal and and that's not necessarily the case right i don't know if you guys can attest to that or or speak for that matt and adam yeah you know i i think that's a, that's a really good point uh, a lot of people try and go directly through the seller's agent thinking that they're they're going to get a deal but i think people need to really uh understand and part of it is is our realtors need to do a better job um, explaining the concept of agency um, and how it works, but you know, at the end of the day, if you, if you do go through the seller's uh, seller's agent, um, you, you need to know that the seller's agent represents the seller. And uh, if you don't have somebody protecting your best interest, you can be in a in a position where you know um, the, the realtors do this for a living. They do it on a regular basis. They do a lot of realtors do uh, you know uh, somewhere between fifty and one hundred and fifty transactions a year. Um, it won't be their first rodeo. And, uh, you know, chances are if, if you're buying and selling, if you're very savvy, it, it might work out for you. But if, if you're buying and selling, uh, you know, homes like uh, the typical Canadian, uh, there's a good chance that you might be taken advantage of. Definitely. It R- really brings up a conflict of interest scenario, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, and it's funny, you know, we talk to people all the time at our listings that, uh, you know, they walk through the door and they say, hey, I'll go through you, you know, uh, give me a deal. You're thinking, okay, I have a long-established relationship with my seller. I have an obligation <laughs> to look after their interests, and um, you know, if any if anyone's going to get a, a break uh, by not having a, another agent involved here with the buyer's commission, for instance, uh, it's going to be that client that we've had uh, for a long time, and we're looking out for their best interests. So, yeah, I would say it's always best to use a realtor and and to to vet your realtor properly especially in mind of uh, how many people are doing it part-time and and don't really know what they're doing where do you see the vancouver market uh uh, going uh, at least for the rest of this year continue to be hot still that focus on condos and townhomes 
Yeah, I, I think it uh, it's going to continue to be focused on on price band. You know, um, right now, again, we've just had a, a shift in government. It looks like there's going to be cha- some upcoming changes to policies in Vancouver. Um, and anytime, you know, like we said earlier on, uh, anytime that there's uncertainty about what's going to be happening in the market, people tend to pull back. So, you know, depending on um, you know how the media is treating the market, depending on on new policy implemented by the NDP, um, we could see we could see people kind of pulling back and taking a bit of a wait and see approach. But that said, I, I still do think that the local market, the the market that's um, the price band that seems to be within people's reach uh, still tends to be very active. People trying to get into the market, families trying to buy, you know, um, mid, mid-level two-bedrooms or entry-level houses, detached houses, um, is going to continue to be uh, very active, I think. We got yeah, about- and, uh, go, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, just to, to echo that, it's, uh, you know, it's funny, last year when the foreign buyers tax came in, it was, you know, we had that six months where, you know, it was still fairly active, um, but definitely there was a slowdown. Uh, but no one would have predicted, I don't think. You know, we in January, uh, we can go back and listen to our show. Um, nobody was predicting uh, that it would be as busy as it as it has been this year. And I think, um, you know, who, who's to say? But I would expect after Labor Day here that it's going to ramp up again. Yeah, and and that's what that's what we're expecting in Hamilton as well. Just for the uh, the Hamilton listeners is is that's what we're you know the advice that we're giving our clients is if you want to list and you have that you know ability to wait wait until after Labor Day and, and get your house on the market then uh, you'll you'll receive great results. Adam, Matt, one more time out, Phil, you for uh, uh, your sake as well. Uh, we'll be back with one more segment here talking about. I, I do have one more misconception question in return in in regards to Vancouver. We'll talk about Hamilton misconceptions as well, and uh, we'll also uh, tell you more about the. Uh, golfy team's dog contest that and uh, a couple more tidbits still to come here on the hamilton real estate show on am 900 chml around here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Philip Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpman Realty, the Golfie team. Call him today at 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Find him on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. And if you have a question for a future program, email your query to questions at RobGolfie.com. Again, that email address, questions at RobGolfie.com. Com. Also joining us today, Adam and Matt Scalina, two award-winning realtors in Vancouver who host the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast, ranked in the top 10 business podcasts by iTunes. You can find it at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Uh, we were talking about misconceptions in the previous segment. Is one of the misconceptions in Vancouver that it is uh, a millionaire's-only city? yeah yeah. um you know i mean it 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 really depends right i mean we've we've got a lot of um bedroom communities in greater vancouver that are are still very affordable Mm -hmm. i mean there's in greater vancouver if you if you uh, you know if you head out to the tri-cities um you know there's still a lot of options for families um vancouver proper though i mean we are looking now at the benchmark price of a one bedroom being around half a million dollars 
Um, looking at, uh, you know, the detached market on the west side, you're looking at about $2.5 million and around there for the be- benchmark. And uh, on the east side, again, as Matt said earlier, you're looking at probably in the area of about, for a livable house, around $1.5 million kind of starting point. So, um, you know, uh, I guess I guess the, the, the short answer is uh, it is a very uh, expensive city to live in. That's right. Um, and, you know, uh, there's strategic ways to get into the market and um, there's, there's ways that people can do it. Here, a very popular option is to have a, a mortgage helper, which means you have a, a suite in your basement that um, allows for you to get some kind of revenue coming in. Uh, which helps a lot of people, but um, yeah, it is it is definitely a very expensive city, and uh, a lot of people that that do want a more affordable option. Uh, we've got great rapid transit here, and um, you know, buying out by the skyline uh, throughout Greater Vancouver is still a, a pretty great option. So. I guess another uh, misconception, uh, certainly for for us uh, closer to home, is that anyone can be a realtor, and we've talked about this before as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a lot of people are are getting their license and just. And talk with my clients. It's it's everybody wants to talk about getting their license. It's it's relatively easy right now. It's it's five tests, and that's something that our uh, Ontario Real Estate Association uh, CEO Tim Hudak is going to come in and, and change up uh, relatively quickly. And and I think it's better for you know I think it's going to protect the professionalism as, as the realtors and and help you know maintain the um, the you know maintain the realtor name and and bringing it back up to a, a professionalism uh, degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, guys, Adam and Matt, before we let you go, we want to uh, just get some history on uh, how you became realtors, why you became realtors, and just talk about uh, starting that uh, ultra-successful podcast. Thanks. Well, um, yeah, I mean, we, we were, uh, Matt and I both were um, kind of career university students for a while. Matt's got a, a PhD <laughs> in economic history, yeah. and uh, I, I have a master's in, in the same kind of, in the same discipline. Um but you know we, you know I I've been in in the business now coming on about seven years or so and and prior to getting into that I was I was doing litigation research. Um, Matt was actually teaching at SFU um, Simon Fraser University in, in Greater Vancouver, and you know I mean I think we both uh, we both came at it as uh, not having huge backgrounds in sales, um, but you know we figured we were quick studies and um, and we we both have uh, we we've. we've We've now got a team of uh, ten agents in total, and uh, we've we've been able to kind of grow a business here um, that we're we're proud of. That focuses on um, you know making sure that we're we're servicing our clients in, in the most effective way. Um, the podcast kind of came out of uh, like we said the fact that we wanted to kind of create our own media outlet, and we wanted to educate and help the public with buying and selling real estate um, by having compelling guests and, uh, probably not unlike what you guys are doing there. It sounds like you're, you're kind of doing the same thing where you're offering great advice, um, as, as a service to the public and, um, yeah, and, and helping protect people's interests. So. Before we let you go, uh, I got to uh, share a story about uh, a nationwide ranking of uh, cities in terms of uh, having the most bed bugs. Uh, Hamilton is thirteenth. Have, have you heard about this uh, this ranking? No, no, no. no okay, no. so ha- Hamilton's thirteenth on this list of twenty five Canadian cities. Uh, the survey was done by pest control provider Orkin Canada. So Hamilton's thirteenth. Toronto's number one, followed by Winnipeg, and guess which city's number three? That would be Vancouver. Uh, Ottawa and St. John's, Newfoundland round out the top five. So, uh, yeah, a lot of bed bugs apparently in Toronto, uh, Winnipeg, and Vancouver. 
Winnipeg's the the surprising one for me. Mm-hmm. I think you know you think about Toronto and Vancouver are very international cities. Um, you have a lot of people kind of here temporarily. Yeah, transient. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, I mean, that's that that would I don't know a ton about pet bugs, but uh, <laughs> I would imagine that has uh, that has something to do with it. Yeah, we but know Winnipeg we, is kind of the outlier. There. Yeah, yeah, it's a wild card. Uh, we know they're bad. That's for sure. Uh, Phil, before we let uh, everyone go here, talk about the dog contest. Yeah, so we're up to almost five hundred entries. Go to wow. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just the overwhelming reaction of this. What a contest can do and. With a dog, you throw a dog and everybody loves their <laughs> yep. dog. So go to www.golfycontest.com, submit a picture of your dog, tell us a little bit about it. All the pictures are going to be uploaded to our Facebook page. The winner is going to receive a $500 pet, uh, Ren's Pet Depot gift card, mm-hmm. as well as free food for an entire year, courtesy awesome. of Big Country for the Raw. Dog. For the dog, yes, yes of okay. course. Yeah, so it's going to be it's gonna be really exciting. Uh, definitely get on there and, and, and submit a photo, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. we got to go. Adam, Matt, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you very much. And thanks to Phil Golfie for subbing in for Rob. We are back next Saturday at 9 right here on AM 900 CHML.